Interlinked. Do you dream about being interlinked? Interlinked. What's it like to hold your child in your arms? Interlinked. Interlinked. Do you feel that there's a part of you that's missing? Interlinked. Interlinked. Within cells interlinked. Within cells interlinked. Why don't you say that three times? Within cells interlinked. Within cells interlinked. Within cells interlinked. Within cells interlinked. Land. Welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. My name is Will. Hey, wonderful people. I'm Lee. And I'm Chuck. <laughs> and uh, I'm doubling down on my unicorn statement from a couple of weeks ago. I've, I'm, I'm fully on Team Unicorn even more this week. And we are talking about the uh, 2017 film Blade Runner 2049. Directed oh that was gosh. five years ago now? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Directed wow. by, I, I apologize if I mispronounce this, Denis Villeneuve. Is that how you pronounce his name? Sure. Sure. I, uh, I don't have anything Danny in front of me today. Denis Villeneuve, uh, starring Ryan Gosling, Jared Leto, Robin Wright, Sylvia Hokey, Sylvia Hoax, I apologize, and Harrison Ford. Can you really say that it's starring Jared Leto when he's in it for two scenes? <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm surprised he, ne- he never like came back up again. He plays it like, a pretty I mean, he, important he part for a... since he's like behind everything that's going on with Wallace. Yeah, that's fine, but he's yeah only in two scenes. Okay, fine. So omit Jared Leto from what I just said. Are you happy? <laughs> no, I'd like to just. No, I don't care. Just he's omit in the, he's Jared in the Leto. From... I just don't understand why they say he's starring in it when he's only in. What two were you scenes. saying, Lee? You just want to omit Jared Leto. I, I, from I would just prefer to omit Jared Leto from everything. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just i I don't like the characters he plays. Like he just. I, I understand that the characters he plays are dark characters, but. Yeah, I just really, you know, I I can appreciate somebody playing. Ooh, that's a good bad guy. But him, he just rubs me the wrong way. I I don't know what it is about him. Comes, I just I don't like his character. He comes off he comes off as pretentious. Yeah, he comes off as very I mean, pretentious. He's very full of himself in in, right, in the roles I, that I've seen him in. Right. In, I think Suicide Squad really ruined it for me with him. Yeah. Outside of that, I could see like he did great in the Snyder cut. For the last, the last yeah. scene. I mean that that's and that's I think that's why I really want to see Morbius. I, I know everybody hates it, but I kinda wanna watch it just to give him a chance to be the main character now and see how he does with it. Um and see if that changes my um my my thoughts on him. Mm-hmm. But the reality is he's barely in this movie, so he's he's only in there just to kind of pop up and so there. I stand firm that he's human. Even after seeing this, you're still on this Jared Leto has the conversation with him and says whether it, it, the, the memories were implanted. Were they implanted or were they not implanted? Are they real? Basically, he's like, he still threw it out there. Like, are you a replicant or are you human? You you, know? al- you, you also have the replicant who's like the leader of this makeshift replicant army who throws Deckard's name in with a lot <laughs> of all the other replicants. Right. No, she says but- to kill him. But mm. she names. She says him. to yeah. But she says to kill Deckard. Yes, but she still names him in the same category with other replicants. 
Yeah, the, the, I think the way that they did this was they still tried to leave that a, um, an unanswered question. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I, they didn't want to, they didn't want to throw anybody under the bus for any of the different versions of the original movie. So they, know, they, tr- they tried to not be it be so obvious about what they're they're doing here. Just leave it open. But I mean, the only thing that we can agree on is obviously this character K or Joe or whatever you want to call him. Um, is a replicant. Oh, no, yeah. no, they, they, no, they no questions to, Yeah, they spent the but entire the time though, calling him a have, skin job. When you have the fight scene between Gosling and Harrison Ford, Harrison yeah. Ford's punching Ryan Gosling as hard as he can, and it's nothing's happening. When Harrison Ryan Gosling, Ford is like 80. It doesn't... I, uh, he's that, a repl- I, if he's a replicant, he should still be fighting him equally as hard. When Ryan no, Gosling... he's not a robot. Him, he is a synthetic human. So is Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Ryan Gosling had yeah. like superhuman. He fell down a three-story flight fall <laughs> and just got up and walked away. Come on. He, they were, they had super, I'm still trying to figure were, out why he did that. They were because they were like in the middle of a conversation where he wasn't pulling the trigger on him. He's like, let me just fall off this balcony for no reason. What I'm saying is he's because he somebody punches, thought, because somebody thought it was really stupid that Han didn't shoot first. That's that's that, uh, that's exactly what I got from that scene. That's a good call. I that, that's honestly, a very good call. honestly, that's the first thing I thought of. Like, why would he? Sh- oh, because somebody's a Star Wars fan and they wanted Harrison Ford to shoot first. I don't know. Whatever. I, I I will say this. I know where you stand. I know where I stand. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my opinion on that out of the remainder of this podcast because it I just don't. Okay. Doesn't, doesn't change it for this movie. Doesn't change it as much. It doesn't. Yeah. It's not as it's not as applicable to this movie as it was last movie. No, it's not. Right. No, right. it's not. They and that's that's what makes this movie. Um, the second time around, I definitely enjoyed it more than the first time around. Same. Mainly, pro- I was probably just paying more attention this time, and I was like, oh, this is actually good. Oh, this is actually good, too. Um, interesting so the- enough is the the character who plays, uh, let's just say, the uh, the call girl. Um, I kept saying, like, she looks familiar. She looks familiar. I didn't even bother looking her up, but then I remembered she's the female Terminator from Dark Fate. Is she really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't put that. I, I'm not even going to bother looking it up, but yeah, that's that's who she is. I was so more distracted. Only- I was more distracted with the fact that they tr- desperately tried to make her look like Pris from the '82 movie. Yeah, like, they, they did. Really tried oh, they to totally hammer did. that, and I was that. I mm-hmm. was more distracted by that, so I really didn't look much about her up. The only yeah. thing that I wasn't a fan of in this movie, and you know, Lee, Lee, Will, you and I had talked about this, so you know, off air. Offline a while, a couple weeks ago, and you know one of the things that ruins movies for me in a lot of cases is, you know, nonsense like nonsense nudity. Yeah, you know, yeah. We have uh-huh. four hundred foot statues <laughs> of just like naked women in random standing, kneeling, sitting positions out in the middle of a desert or wherever they're at. It's like I with in high heels. In, in high, high heels. heels. So, they, so, they, so they, they weren't they weren't naked. They were have they wore high heels. You're I, right. I understand where you're coming from, but in the movie's defense, it is supposed to be Vegas. Yes. I, that's I, fine. I, I, I agree with you. It I, whatever. Like I'm not I'm not I'm not overly bothered by it, but if somebody wants to say, hey, th- this makes no sense, I wouldn't then, argue it. And then a hundred foot 
hologram, hologram. <laughs> <laughs> with purple hair. Like I could have done without that. Um, outside of that, you know, I, I thought this movie was fantastic. I, I think it was better than the first movie. Same. Um, I think we had discussed this last time and I was questioning is Ryan Gosling, like notebook Ryan Gosling, or is he Ryan Gosling? And I have a newfound respect for his acting because of he's fantastic in this movie. He does a great job. He's amazing in this movie. I, I do like um I, I like Ramps. the whole base the whole baseline check. Yes. Cells, you know, and, and you know, going back to that, like I'm gonna say I'm gonna say something. Let's see how you say this word that you're supposed to say after her, having heard something that should trigger an emotional response. It's supposed to be it, because he's supposed to answer emotionless. Like there's not exactly. supposed to be any but he yeah, we will get there. Yeah. It's I fantastic. thought that was I thought it was really well done. It made a lot more sense than the questioning in the first movie um it just like the void contest yeah i like, like this it, better it, than it, the void contest too I'm yeah they did a really good job with this and it's like but again they didn't they didn't really hand it hand it all to you but they did it in a way where you're like okay i can see what what they were doing here they, i guess they, they kind of explained it later on but the first time they did it and you have to kind of think what are they doing here and then remember the first movie. This is where so, I'm going to disagree with you when you say they didn't handhold it to you. I think they did. I think that's the downfall of this movie where the 82 movie is much more superior. Last week when the three of us talked about Blade Runner, there were a couple of scenarios where the three of us were kind of in agreement and then we weren't in agreement and it was kind of a back and forth thing and we were discussing the ambiguity of Deckard and and the status of, of the relationship that he had with Rachel and Roy and the three of us all kind of came to different conclusions and we had different interpretations of. This movie does not have any of that. It very emphatically puts its foot down on A, B, and C. It, there's there's and no have, room they... for... There, there's no room for any kind of mystery or ambiguity. That's where well, the eighty-two I, version shines. This right, does not they could have fixed that. that. They could have fixed that with one thing, and that was the male-female part of the. They ten. could have left that open. They did not they need have, to explain that at all. No, they, no. Because once they gave that away at the end, I was yeah. like, because I was end thinking the whole. T- I was thinking the yeah. whole time they're twins. You no. Know, well, not that. Mm-hmm. I was thinking. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I thought. I thought the whole time that they were. Well, the first time I watched this movie, I was thinking the whole time, "Oh my God, they're twins." Well, mm-hmm. no, because he said he straight out says this can't be possible because nobody has identical DNA. Right. Twins don't even have identical DNA. But if you're, but if, if you're similar, manu- if, but if you're, if you're manufactured said, or sin- if that's, yeah. you're opening up a lot of different possibilities. Right. right. But this one was born. Right, right, but, but it was also it was also part replicant. If the not movie, fully replicant. The, the, the movie, so. the first time you now it doesn't work. The second time you watch this, the first time you watch this movie, it is pointing you in the direction of K was born. Right, that's the Absolutely. direction that this movie is going in. And then when he sits down the at the terminal time. and he sees, oh my god, identical DNA. There's two of them. You're, you're you're thinking that he's either a twin or there's another one out there that Rachel gave birth to two children instead of just one. And then the they they could have left that alone. They did not need mm-hmm. to explain any of it. Nope. They could have left that to, to imagination. That's that's my no. big problem the, with the, this movie. The twist wasn't very twisty. Not at all. That's that's the problem. They they tried to make it a twist, but at the end you're like, oh, okay. And and when they when the movie ended the second time rewatching it, seeing how they ended, I was like, oh, that's that's really the end. Uh, 
why? Why would you end it there? Like it was just it was a very strange, well, uh, oddly sh- ended movie yes. after they everything just, else they, they sh- just did. They just they they explained to you. I mean, because you know, ultimately he meets her, and it yep. explains to you why she's crying when she's seeing, yeah, his memory. Right. No, I I get that. So I mean that. I get. I know. I understand. That's where it's that whole hand-holding. thing. But my point is, they ended the movie there. Well, they shouldn't have. No, they shouldn't have. They should. Have, what he should have done is said, "Go see your daughter," and then just see him walking away, and then end mm-hmm. it there. Like, yeah. never ever actually see who she is. No, I'm glad they mm-hmm. showed him seeing his daughter. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm upset that they. They, okay, so when he meets Harrison Ford later on in the film and he explains, oh, I taught them how to scramble everything to cover their tracks. That's right. the piece of dialogue I could have done without. That conversation right, right there mm-hmm. did not need to be in this movie. Yeah. It takes it takes away a lot, like a lot mm-hmm. of imagination. And that's where the 82, the 82 movie really outshines this. I think this is the better movie. I, I, mm-hmm. I do think this is the better movie. I just wish it had a little bit more of... Keep me guessing. Le- le- don't tell me the answers to everything. Let me right. come up with it on my own. That's my big problem mm-hmm. with this movie. I don't mind no. some stuff being on the nose, some stuff being handheld, but leave some room for imagination throughout the film as well, too. The fact Especially that, in a film like this. Exactly. But the fact that you have a movie that came out in 1982 mm-hmm. and 30, 40 years later, people are still debating on whether or not Deckard is a replicant is a testament to how good that movie is. This yes. is not going to have that kind of staying power. Nobody's going to be no. talking about this in 40 years and whether or not Kay was, was born or if he's, you know, full 100% replicant because it's answered for you. If they had just omitted right. that entire dialogue from Harrison Ford... It it would I, have been people would people, I will it would say, be a debate and it would be an interesting conversation to have, but it's I, unfortunately I, not. I will say they did try to replicate. <laughs> sorry for the pun. Um, <laughs> they they did try to replicate the uh, the love attraction from the first movie to this movie. This was just creepier. you mentioned this. Like it's you, you mentioned this last week when we did Blade Runner and how you were trying to compare Rachel to Joy and I still don't see it at all. No. I I'm not I don't see how you're making that comparison. I don't get it. One is a hologram and the other one is like tissue that huh. Well, they found a way to fi- to fix that problem. Yeah, in the most <laughs> ridiculous way. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw so that, you I was never, like, so it's, are you it's, kidding me? It's it's interesting that you have that reaction because now I'm really wondering how you would feel about her. Because they do this at Lee, they do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're okay. What do you mean? <laughs> there is a okay. So the movie her starring um oh, I, oh that's Phoenix. right I haven't seen her yeah. yet because the, that's the thing is the, yeah. the 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 girl with the purple hair at the end is the girl that it's an advertisement. It's an it's, well, yeah, it's no, a full joy, on joy is always the same. Joy, yeah, joy is always yeah. the same. Right. Just so like her. In in the movie Her, there is a new type of operating system that's introduced to society that basically that, that, that's basically the same thing. It's an assistant, it's an assistant for you, only Joaquin Phoenix takes it a step further and falls in love with it. And the assistant decides to hire a hooker to try to make it a little bit more intimate. It, it in her, it does not work, and here it does. They just they did the same thing. That's that's right. But <laughs> in this one, it actually they made you think that it actually like that the AI actually had like it was actually falling in love with him. 
even though it's meant to say what you want to hear, it was actually doing more than that, though. Yeah, that's the point of this. It's not just some program. It was AI, not a program. That's the difference there. It's artificial intelligence that was learning to learn. Learning to, to... it's self, uh, you know, AI that's self-aware, that's self-learning right. and everything. Yeah, that's, right. that's exactly that's what, they what were getting is. at. But the big difference is that that's not, Rachel is so much more advanced <laughs> like than, than well, this hologram. Yeah, but Rachel is still artificial intelligence, though. No, Rachel no. is not artificial intelligence. She was, a, she was just a man-made person. Human. There's a difference yeah, right. between a man-made person and this hologram that lives inside of a machine. One yeah. is is full flesh tissue body the other one is ones and zeros i I get that but they're both not real well that's the The replicant that is this the whole thing that's the whole the entire point of these movies is what is real just like just like you know johnny five no it's like what's considered life and that's the entire point of these two movies what's life now i love how in the first movie we were focusing so much on deckard and we were looking at the replicants as the bad guys. And in this movie, we're looking at the at almost the humans as the bad guys in a way. No, I mean, not the humans, but we're, we're sympathizing with the replicants that we're seeing here. When they had that whole band of replicants that were like hiding underground, you know, trying to like expose the truth and show that they just want to live. You know, they well, really ex- this is more this to- see when last week when you um, when you made mention of iRobot, I was actually this is more iRobot than the original. Right. Yeah, this this follow this follows that as well. This too. is more, Very this is much so. way more iRobot than the original. But I, like, I wish, I wish because what would have made it better for me is they, the first, I don't know, quarter of the movie, you don't realize that um, Joe is a replicant at first. You're thinking he, a blade. He, you're <laughs> thinking you he's just a regular blade. Yeah, you're no, thinking but, he's but a, immediately, you're thinking he's a Blade Runner. But then he starts doing well, things, and you're like, and then they even say that he's a replicant, and it's like. Well, yeah. Hey, they could have left that in. one up okay. for debate, too. Um, okay. Not five minutes in. Pretty much. No. So, as soon as, with, as, soon that, as that he goes into his apartment complex, they're all calling him Skinner. Way and, before that. Way before that. So I'm going to start, because this is a perfect place to start since we're here. California 2049. We're in a barren land where there's a just a guy on a farm. A noise emits from Ryan Gosling's car, and he wakes up. It is not very subtle that he is a replicant being turned on right now. Oh, that's what you thought that was? It's not an alarm. It's like a buzzing thing. And he literally like wakes up and very robotically turns on. I thought that was uh, you're about to arrive at your destination. You know, pay attention. I, th- yeah, I thought Alert. he was like his car was automatic driving. He was just sleeping. And that's what I up. thought. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess. did not pick up. I did not pick up on wake up replicant. Not at all. No, I picked up on just that was See, more like it seemed like he Will had a life. Smith and I robot. So with the even so, okay, so it's not just that, but like I was saying, he lands on uh, Dave Batista's protein farm. For some reason, Dave Batista being a moisture, va- moisture, moisture, pretty much, no, pretty protein much, farm. protein yes. farm, but pretty much, they're in a desert and they're farming. That's that's this is not very subtle at all. For some reason, Dave Batista is suited up, and I'm wondering why you're a replicant. It seems like you would be immune to any kind of toxicity. I don't understand this at all, <laughs> but whatever. Anyways, things escalate quickly when Jocelyn tells Dave that he would rather bring him in than the alternative, and Dave Batista bashes Ryan Gosling's body through a wall. If this <sighs> isn't telling you that he's a replicant within the first two minutes of this film, I don't. I, if this, 
This hey, is this it. doesn't tell you that da- that Dave Batista's a wrestler. <laughs> I don't know what else would. I wasn't gonna go there, but okay. We might, we might as well go back to they live and have a uh, an alley brawl, you know, just for no reason. Hey, hey, hey! That fight is one of the best fight scenes I've ever seen in a movie. So we <laughs> that is like in my top ten. We are fight going to be right we now. are going to be referencing that for a long time to come, boys. Anyways, so like I was saying, if these two scenes, if him waking up in the car and being bashed through a wall by a replicant doesn't tell you that Ryan Gosling or, or Kay here is a replicant, I don't know what does. It's, it, to me, it was pretty on the nose. I agree with what Lee's saying to a point. You've arrived at your destination. You know, fine. I can take that or leave it, but it could also be the alternative. But him, you know, being able to fight <laughs> Dave Batista here and surviving this and unscathed and come on well he wasn't unscathed he he was a blade runner and blade runners were meant to fight he wasn't unscathed but he didn't look particularly bothered (laughs) well no because he's a blade runner and blade runners were meant and they're trained to fight replicants so um, i was thinking i was just thinking that he was just really well trained at first deckard was physically and and just all types of unequipped to deal with anything that was happening in that movie if this happened if this happened to deckard it'd be a this was was, right but you have to realize (laughs) that this movie was filmed 40 years later and they upgraded so much stuff so even Uh, though it's 30 years in the future did they what did they upgrade lifespans no, no, no. Yeah. Just it. the way they, just the way they filmed the movie and wrote the movie. Oh, okay, is all right. I 40, see what you're saying. I see what ago. you're saying there. I'm, so they're just making it look more like, okay, he's a Blade Runner. You know? Yeah. It's, you look it's at, like, you it's look like at Star Wars. Action, you look, look at, at action look at figures. New, look at a New Hope. Look at look at the the lightsaber duel in a New Hope, and then then look at anything else that Star Wars has put out after the original trilogy, and we're like, oh, okay. So they right. actually like moved around with their lightsabers. They didn't just sit there and you know like. The fence each other. They were like flipping around and being crazy. So th- I just figured, if you, you know, strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you can imagine. Dude, 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 just standing in one so, spot. So my <laughs> daughters awesome. and I, we we revisited Star Wars, you know, nineteen seventy seven, and we got to that duel scene, and I said, "Hold on, girls, I don't, I want to show you something a little bit cooler." So I pulled up the C thirty eight version, <laughs> the, the recut. Mm-hmm. We watched that, and then we went back into it, and we're like, "All right." So just just to make it a little bit more exciting, because they're like, why is it so slow? And I'm like, yeah, it's a valid point, because <laughs> they're so used to everything else. But yeah, just because the way the movie was filmed, I was thinking, okay, he's a Blade Runner. He's in shape. He's trained. He knows what he's doing. Um, take it out, David Batista. Maybe not so much. Um, I mean, I figured out how he's been evading everybody for the last 20 years. He's been invisible and we talked about this no no one's seen him um but that's all i thought and then you know yeah i just for me it it just it it didn't connect until about 15 minutes into the movie for me it connected here but anyways i like the fact that they gave it a nice round number of 30 years you know because the original was 2019 this one is specifically 2049 Mm. Um, there is something that before, before I actually watched 2049, just before it came out, I think I told you about this, Will. Uh, yeah, they had yes. the blackout, the like anime. the shorts. They, yes. they, they had, they had like three or four, um, little shorts, um, that filled in the gaps here. Uh, some of them were anime and some of them were live action. Right. I wasn't really going to get into that because it doesn't 
play into the not, movie. Yeah. It doesn't. But it, it doesn't. It, but, but it does, it's a cool it concept. Does, it gives us some context as to you know what's the blackout all about, and so the other one, the other one with Jared Leto. There's a whole, there's a whole short with Jared Leto that gets a little bit more into him and what he's up to. So, long story short, about the blackout, it was basically an attack perpetrated by replicants to wipe out data of their existence, so people aren't you know keen to who's a replicant and who's not. That's right. basically the idea behind what the blackout was. They they basically destroyed all of all of that information, which smart. <laughs> I mean, if there if there, if there's a database out there that's you know helping you be hunted, wouldn't you want to destroy the database? Of course, and that's basically what the blackout is. It's 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 it has no bearing on this film at all. It's really weird why they did it that way. I don't know. Mm. Right. But anyways, like I was saying, so the two after they go through the wall have a tussle. Jossing eventually gets the upper hand. Dave slowly makes it to his feet, asking how it feels to hunt your own kind. Jocelyn responds with, you're not my kind. Newer models don't run, the older ones do. Dave's final words are, you've never seen a miracle. Jocelyn puts him down with two shots and uh, washes off his eyeball. Yep. Yeah. He notices a flower growing out of the ground, takes a quick scan of the area, and notices a box buried underneath a dead tree, and he's ordered to return home for his baseline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Back at LAPD home office, Justin is taking his baseline. I love it. Like Lisa said before, it's basically just you. I'm guessing what's happening here is you are initially given a series of questions with predetermined responses and wh- how you answer, like the tone of your voice, the emotion behind it. That's your baseline. And if you uh-huh. don't answer that way every other time that you take this test, is you, you fail so you, you, not very good things are going to happen to you um it, yeah. it, just as an example cells cells have you ever been in an institution cells cells and it's really yeah. it's really cool it's a really now, cool concept now i don't so here's what i don't understand i mean i know we're going to get there later on but the point is if they're off baseline what they kill them no well, they that's how they that's how they made it seem. That's how they made it seem because they hunt him because he's off baseline. Yeah. They retire him, not kill him. What's oh, the you're difference? Right, you're right. He gets retired. Because they made it a big point in the first You're right. They don't you're right. Yeah. Fine. Retire them. Fine. Fine. Okay. So, obviously he's fine. He returns home to his hologram girlfriend. Now he has a gift that will allow yeah. her basically to go wherever she wants. The emanator. The emanator. The two go to the roof and enjoy the rain for a little while. They each pretend like she can feel, and for a moment he loses himself in the fantasy. Until mm-hmm. she Don't. freezes because he receives a voicemail telling him <laughs> that, that... was... Until she freezes... Can I finish? Please. Yes. <laughs> until he receives a voicemail telling him about the box that was buried beneath the tree, and he has to get back to the office. Go ahead. <laughs> The timing was brilliant. It 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 really the, the is. way they did it. It was brilliant because you're they they really built up that scene. Yeah, you know where like you said he was really just getting it lost in the fantasy, and it couldn't have been like a second longer or a second sooner. It's the worst like, timing. It was it was it was <laughs> I, the perfectly worst timing. I think that they did like they did a lot of. I, I think her character in this was interesting throughout the entire like when she's. Outside his car when it crashes and she's oh, glitching, she's outside glitching the out. Car. It. It's so good, yeah, fantastic. It's they, awesome. They, I think they did a great job with her character, and they you actually they did a great job where you actually started to believe that there was something going on, even though 
there really wasn't. At least. You, you that's, hope again, <laughs> again, that's, that's debatable in the entire point of these movies is what's real. What's real? Can, can emotions... Can emotions from something created by man be real? Of course. So then, I don't think it's fake. It's it's just they've evolved. It's become real. Well, what so, is real? What you smell, taste, and here we touch. Go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the valley of the real. <laughs> Electrical impulses interpreted by your brain. That's what's real. That's what we're mm. doing. That's what this is. Ignorance is bliss. In- exactly. Ignorance <laughs> is bliss. So the question I had coming out of this is while he's on the roof and she freezes because of his voicemail, can can the LAPD just freeze his stuff? Like, do they have dominion over everything that he has going on? They didn't freeze it. It's just all on the... It's it's all it's all, it's it's all, all connected same, to the same interface. It's all connected to fine, but still, like she froze. Mm-hmm. Right, voicemail. It's like, it's like if you're in your car, if you're in your car listening to a song, and then your, a phone, and then your, uh, a phone yeah. call comes in, it pauses your song and brings your phone call in. Yeah, same it's idea. Same okay. idea. All right. Same idea. Okay. Maybe I'm reading a little bit too much into it. No, it was it was perfect. I at first I thought I'm like, well, that's really inconvenient, but then I'm like, but she's just a piece of technology, just, so that yeah. makes perfect sense. That I'm that I'm on board with. So, back at the office, inside the box is the remains of a woman who was very pregnant. Um, She's been dead for about 30 years, though, so, eh. She more than likely died during during childbirth. There was an emergency C-section. And then they zoom in on some serial numbers, and oh my god, she was a replicant. I wonder who she could possibly be. (laughs) I do want to... Sure. I do want to note that... I do want to note that Jocelyn is the one, well, Officer K is the one who finds all of this. Almost oh, without yeah. the aid of this magnifying glass or, or this, this telescope that's pointed at this thing, he's just able with a naked eye to go, what's that? What's that? Even <laughs> after one of the humans here like insults him by calling him a skin job. I think well, just it's amazing the way that they He didn't call him a up. skin job. He, he didn't call him a skin job. He, he was talking about job. the dude that he killed. No, he was talking about, the, he's like, oh, a sentimental skin job. And he goes, oh, sorry. Like, because he was talking about, about sure, replicants and calling it, them skin jobs. You, you still have everybody else in the hallway when he was going back for his baseline calling him skin, skin job. So I'm just like, I'm well, lumping yeah. all the insults in together. Like, um, yeah. So again, okay. we see this dude. Um, again, I don't, I don't have anything up today. I'm just joining the conversation without even a computer um, ready to go. But um, that, that actor there who's playing the uh, the medical examiner, if you will. Coco. Who's in like who's in like everything. <laughs> yeah. He's in everything. He's in the flash. He's in he's in um the suicide squad. He's in Dark Knight. Um, How the heck does the way he gets killed though is just He's insane. in Gotham. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. he gets she she just whacks on the we'll back of the there. We'll yeah, get there. Yeah, it just dude. blows up. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, she learned that from Austin Powers. Judo chop. Judo chop. He's later told by Robin Wright that their job is to keep order. Blurring this line between replicant and human would cause war or slaughter. So Jocelyn is re- ordered to destroy everything. He never retired anything that was born, and the difference is the soul. But Wright assures him that he's been getting along just fine without one. It's obvious that he has some type of reservations about doing this, but eh, we'll get into a lot of that later. Right. Wallace Corporation, Officer K arrives asking a whole bunch of questions about his prego replicant. But uh, information about this is sparse. Some 
someone important is alerted to what's going on. So obviously something is up from the jump. A woman replicant by the name of Love takes interest in a lot of Kay's questions. We find out that the body is indeed Rachel. Her eye recorded some of the Voight-Com tests from when her and Deckard first met. We then go to her retirement home where Officer K meets the origami guy from the first movie. His accent. What happened to his accent? I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> what happened to his accent? I mean, they did the blue eyes that were a lot more subtle here. Like, you could barely tell that they were blue. Mm -hmm. But his accent was just like, just regular American dude. And I'm like, wait, because you could barely understand him in the first movie. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, okay. I'll say this. 30 years go by and your accent can start to change. Yes. I mean, my grandfather came over here from England and it's amazing when I, when I listen to it later, on, I'm like, oh, he doesn't sound like anybody else in his family. He has a Boston, like an English Boston accent. Right. So yeah, it's not like it's, I, um, it's not, not like it's like it's Wanda and after like a movie, it changes completely. <laughs> Viz, what's wrong? And the one before that's like, you, how dare you do this to me? Like, what? But, yeah, actually, I do I do have a friend. He moved to Alabama, and he was living there for, like, 11 months. And I talked to him on the phone. He's like, hey, man, how you doing? I'm like, what? Like, this is just how he spoke. Like, all right. It happens faster okay. than you think. Yeah, it's crazy. It happens a lot faster than you think. It's just it's a matter of being around other people from different parts of the world. It does not right. take long for your accent to slowly start to like morph into what you're surrounded by. It's absolutely surprising. I mean, so, I used to have a thick Boston accent, like very thick, but now it's, I mean, it's, it's there, it's subtle, but it's not like it used to be. I pronounce my R's now. So as I was saying, Officer K meets with Origami Man from the first movie. The Origami Man basically tells him that Deckard wasn't long for this world. It was something about his eyes. So I Go do ahead, have Chuck. a quick question. I have a quick question. <laughs> Aside from Deckard, is there any human beings in this movie at all? Um, the uh, the police chief captain Robin Wright yeah. here. She's she's yeah, human. madam. <laughs> no, she's not. Yes, she is. No, she's, no, dead. she's not. She's dead, yeah, she but was. she's human. No, she's not. How is she not? How do you figure she's not? The very last conversation she has before she dies proves that she's not. And what do you go ahead? Yeah, continue. I'm not because uh, the girl who kills her basically calls her a replicant. Says she that said all the stuff was she implanted. Said something it was all implanted. <laughs> she she said is a replicant. Something. She's a replicant. Uh, I don't know about this one. I don't know about this uh -huh. one. She basically calls her a replicant. She says that all her stuff was implanted. She's go. Are you going? Are you going against what you're uploaded to do, or whatever it was? What she says to her? Okay, fine. I, I'll, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not sure about this one. I didn't really pay attention to that, to that final piece of dialogue that you're talking about. So I'll, but she kind of kills her the same way as the, the other one that we see that Leto. Kills. Here's the thing. So they go to, oh, they go to the um the orphanage. I'm assuming they're all human. All the kids. At the orphanage, I in the middle they of were. the dump. I'm assuming no, those are all those are all replicants. Those are all child replicants that were like what? What? No. There's no hint in either movie that either the Tyrell Corporation or Wallace Corporation is making child replicants. They're they're, they're all being made for like off-world slave labor war type stuff. At least that's what I'm getting. So the ch I I always thought that the children were real. I always thought. I'll give you that one. Okay, I always outside thought, of that. I always thought that. I always thought that the um, origami guy here. I always thought that he was a real person. You got to also remember, like he 
predates them building replicants with a four-year lifespan or anything like that. So there's, there's no other reason why he would be alive. Mm. Right. Or Deckard. Yes, or Deckard. Unless Deckard <laughs> was built like Rachel. Okay. Anything else? Because you're <laughs> I just, no, I was just curious because I was just because they they lead you to believe that there are plenty of people that are human and then they turn out not to be human, and that's yeah, you said well, in the beginning is it's you know what the question of these movies are what is real, I mean we know that the horse is real, it's real wood, it's real wood, sure, it's real. Yep. And now he's rich because of it, but <laughs> yeah. you know, and, I was, and, <laughs> and, the, and the captain now can get them get him a real horse. So I have I no know. captain now. <laughs> Anyways, so, origami, continue. origami yeah, guy really doesn't have any idea how to get in touch with Decker because he's retired. Then he places an origami horse or bull on the table. We then meet Wallace, who's played by Jared Leto, who examines one of his new models. And then he begins to go on this messianic diatribe about how, oh my God, how that he and his replicants should own the stars. He's incredibly frustrated because he cannot breed replicants despite his efforts and he's also kind of having an inferiority complex to Tyrell because he was able to do this mm. he kills his new model and he looks at love and tells her to bring him the child I mean I, I I'll be honest I had a difficult time following along with what he was even getting at I was just I was so distracted by just the way that he was talking and I'm like I don't understand what he's saying he's it's like metaphors the entire time and I just can't stand his character <laughs> So he, I was like, essentially, what's it's he just, doing here? essentially, it's just he wants to be able to breed replicants. He can't. He's mm -hmm. having a lot of problems with that because he feels like he's a genius. And he's mm -hmm. he doesn't explicitly say he's mad at Tyrell for being able to create a replicant that could give birth. But he's mad at Tyrell mm -hmm. for creating a replicant that could give birth. Like he feels so inferior. Right. And right. then he says, bring me the child. We then see Kay down on the street who's eating in the rain. A woman and some ladies of the night go over to him to find out kind of what he knows. Well, let's go back. First of all, they were sent by what, love? No, they, love were, sent, they were sent by um, the other woman oh, who we oh, meet later by in Madam. the film. But no, Matt, no not, not even Madam. Um, the other one, the, the leader of the army with the one eye. Oh, it was her? It was her who was on the street who turns to her ladies and goes, go uh. see what he knows. Okay, that's different. Now, and that's where I write here. Is it a coincidence that this woman with the pink hair looks like Pris? Like, it's so, it's so on the nose that I feel like there's a point to it. They really I don't think get... The only thing that makes it look like Pris is her hair. Outside of that, her personality, she's not psychotic like Pris. No, it's, Pris? it's the, the, the blue eyes, the, the blonde blue hair. Eyes, the blonde well, the blue eyes, the, the, punkiness. the hair, the punkiness, yeah. too, or the fact, the fact that she's a sex worker. Like, it's a whole thing where she's very much like a representation of of press and I, i'm it's just it's just really weird there's another thing of that that we'll get into later where they try to represent an old character but eh, okay um they get nowhere with k because he doesn't like real girl girls he returns back to the farm <laughs> as they say he didn't say it they said oh you don't like real girls oh, you don't uh, like real then. girls all right bye well so so here's what's really really interesting um, the so sound, twisted. the sound that they hear is the emanator, which is basically every time, um, joy is activated, you hear the beginning few notes of Peter and the wolf, yeah. like the Peter theme from Peter and the wolf. Now it's, it's funny because I've been hearing that a lot lately and then it popped up. I, did it pop up in, in, 
um, the first movie as well somewhere? No. Not at all. So. Okay. Well, it, it's weird, but for the past week or past, yeah, past like five days or so, my girls have been listening to Peter and the Wolf. So it, it was playing constantly in my house all week. And I'm like, this is weird. Why am I hearing it everywhere? Just like, it just happens to be the week that I'm watching this movie. But yeah, I just are thought that was a strange thing. Real? Like, so yes, I, I believe so. I believe um, so. <laughs> but I hope they um, listen to this years in the line and come up to you and say, you believe so? Come on. <laughs> hey, dude, I, I keep saying, like, what if you woke up one day and realized that you're just a character that Gary Oldman's playing? Like, there's a lot of things that make me question, like, what's real or or when Loki it was like, Gary, what if I really am a robot? And I don't know. <laughs> it wouldn't be Gary Oldman. It wouldn't be Gary. It was Seth Rogen. <laughs> yeah, it'd be John Malkovich. Fred Savage. <laughs> Anyways, Fred Savage. Fred Savage. <laughs> that episode of Family Guy. Yeah. No, I didn't see it. Anyways, like I was saying, <laughs> he returns to the farmer's house to try to find some type of clues, and luckily, a piano key gives away what he's supposed to do next. Inside the piano, he finds a tin can with a baby sock and a photo of a woman holding a child. He then goes outside and carved into the base of the trunk of the tree is the date six ten twenty one. Kate gets the memory of a child holding a horse, and it's what is going on time. Okay. Yeah, he freaks out a little bit. A little mm-hmm. bit? Yeah, a little bit. Back in the morgue, Love is stealing Rachel's remains. <laughs> Love is stealing judo, Rachel's remains. Judo chops the Love dude. <laughs> is stealing Rachel's remains. One of the analysts comes into the room asking about paperwork and everything, and she, yeah, yeah, sure, I got it right here, and then whacks him across the back of the head, and he bleeds out. It's great and he just falls to the ground bloody I'm, dead it's it's awesome. great i it, it's awesome it's great i just go how <laughs> like like he's literally like internal internally bleeding out of his nose and mouth like it's it's a lot of blood too she's a replicant she must hit really really hard <laughs> uh, yeah i thought she might have had something like in her hand At like first, she didn't just like, hit when him. i first saw this i thought that she hit him with like the bone the butt of she, a gun. <laughs> no a yeah. bone like I thought it was the butt of a gun. Well, she's collecting bones, and it's probably the hardest thing that she has. And I like whack with like the arm bone or something ridiculous like that. Like, oh, but it wasn't. It would have been funny if it was, though. I will say that. So, Robin Wright is freaking out about this, and things are starting to get way out of control. And she starts drinking, and then orders Kay to tell her a memory. He remembers being a child, being chased by bullies who were trying to get his toy, but he hides it, and yada yada yada. Yeah? Okay. After running yeah. into a dead end Wallace, he looks in the archives for any kind of anomalies or, or, or births that may have happened around the time where he's looking. And lo and behold, here's some identical DNA born orphanage. The girl died. So what was really cool was as he was there, he's trying to do all this research and he's and he's like <clears throat> His his basic data search is not popping up. You know, it's it's like it's, as if we tried to Google and it's like, sorry, Google doesn't work today. Yeah. So he had to like manually you do have to a go search. old school with it. Yeah. <laughs> so he's going. People, yeah. So he's going through it. But at that point, he Peter's in the wolf and she pops back up again and she's there with him looking through with him. And I thought it was really cool just to see the two of them kind of like sitting there, like literally together. Yes. As they're both looking through the stuff together. And it, again, it adds to their the relationship that is real for, I mean, for him, that's the whole point they're getting for him. It's real. Well, for her, it seems like it's real too. His hologram 
girlfriend points out the fact that he didn't tell Robin Wright about the carving in the bottom of his toy. He uh -huh. uh, kept that date to himself, and I wonder why. So, Kay is off looking for answers at a massive dump. Literally, it's a massive dump, which turns out to just be an orphanage. Yeah, sure. He gets shot. It's the same this. orphanage. It's the same orphanage. It's the same orphanage. Well, well we get there. I mean, but they, and they, the same and they laid on super thick, so, and they take like twenty minutes to tell us he gets shot down. But, he gets shot down out of the sky, and the people who shot him down attempt to rob him. But that's not going to end too well. Love, a planet, well, love a world away is lending a hand by launching missiles onto these people, giving K whoa, his Whoa, 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 let's go back to the cool part. Hold on, the way they, the way they shot him down was pretty awesome. So first it's just a couple of, like, random blasts, yeah. right? Yeah, okay, yeah, fine. And then, then he gets shot with this, like, grappling hook thing that hooks up this kite that shoots out an EMP, <laughs> taking out his entire controls, yeah. including Joy. yes. So yeah. that was actually amazing. I love where, the way they did it. And this is where she's on the outside of the vehicle, freaking out, glitching out. Glitching. Because she comes so back, cool. yeah. And it's, it's, it's almost like she's a record that's skipping. It's crazy. Right. I will yeah. say that one of the, for lack of better words, one of the characters in this movie was just how they shot the movie the the technology the way that they use technology in this was film fantastic mm -hmm. the way that they sh the way that they they showed it the it visual was, effects were the visual effects really were well done and the cool thing is is there had to be a lot of cg in this movie but you couldn't tell the cg from not cg yeah it it wasn't it wasn't overly saturated with it it right. it, it it created the world but it wasn't just like and I love how it yeah. still gave a very similar feel to the 82 version. Absolutely. Um, it just felt 30 years in the future. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. the thing. They didn't they didn't go way over the top with like special effects or or tech. Like they didn't advance no. everything 30 years. <clears throat> they kept everything very minimalistic, which I really enjoyed. Well, that's that's the whole point is they wanted they wanted to keep the same feel as the original, yeah. but if they if they went any more beyond and and really like tried to um, catch up with the times or whatever or you know make it so much more in the future it wouldn't have that same feel right. so this was the only way that they were able to do that and we've talked plenty before about you know things that are are so heavily you know based on CG I mean Jar Jar Binks just having a character that's throughout the entire movie that's fully CG and goofy looking like that it's it 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 takes away from it you know I remember when um right. when the Planet of the Apes movies were coming out the newer ones I was like, oh, am I going to be like just staring at how bad this CG is the whole time? And it I was, was actually pretty impressive. They did a very good job with it. I was very impressed. So here um, they they didn't just make the CG really good, but they but they didn't oversaturate it to the point where you're distracted by it. Like you were they were using it only for context for the setting, for the environment just to put the people in there. It wasn't something crazy like Batman grappling himself around a, a corner and all that weird stuff they did in Batman v Superman, which was like, no, 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 Batman doesn't move like that. Chill out. So I, I really appreciated the, just like I appreciate the first Jurassic, Jurassic Park, you know, they use practical effects and only CG when they needed to. Nowadays, right. people use CG all the time just because they can. It saves money. Mm. But I love that here they only used it when they needed to. Agreed. I also like that. Um, and it goes into what you're saying. They made the 
setting, like the, the, the city and well, when they're in LA and like later on when they're in Vegas, they made it a character mm-hmm. Absolutely. and they didn't need to go above and beyond and way over the top, which I think is a fantastic yeah. way to do things like this. Absolutely. So as I was saying, Lev lends a hand, launching a whole bunch of missiles into these people who are trying to take out Kay to give him his out. And obviously, she wants him to find the child, so she's doing what she has to do on her end. This orphanage that is residing within this garbage dump is run by a very paranoid and scared man who's, what was his name on Walking Dead? Morgan? Morgan. Yeah. yeah. Who was Morgan on Walking Dead? Not bad. Not he's, a bad little role bas- for him. He's basically the same character. He's scared we- to death. He is terrified <laughs> of everything that's going on. Anyways. After well, not some- at first. At first, at first, he's like basically beating the kids, and then he comes in. And he's like, "Oh, oh, hey, hey, hey how's how are it going? you?" Yeah. And then, he, then how he realizes, you? then he realizes he's a cop, and then he's even more scared. After some, <laughs> after some coercion, which is basically a fist to the face and a bloody nose. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. This this guy running this orphanage agrees to help out. They're looking through a whole bunch of records in the year in question, and what do you know? All the those pages, pages have been ripped out of the book. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Great. And in typical, <laughs> this place looks familiar, movie cliche fashion, Cave finds a toy from his memories exactly where he hid it in his memories. Or mm-hmm. did he? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. From this point on, he believes he was born. And we as the yep. audience, your first time watching it, almost well, believe that he was born. That's what he, this movie he is doing right it. Now. He doesn't believe it until he goes and speaks with uh, the dream maker there. Or the, the memory maker. True. That's when he fully goes, okay, I get it. It's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, obviously we know that's not the case. But this is, this is where he starts to put it all together. And that's why they had like a whole 20 minute walk down the corridor to get to that furnace to find it. You know, just to make it overdramatic. At this point, we all, we all know... No matter what it is, first first viewing, second viewing, tenth viewing, you know, we're looking at it saying, I know what's going to happen here. It's very obvious. The, the, they, the they horse is going to be there. It's very obvious. It's not, yeah, they dragged it's not a it secret. Out. No, they, they did. They dragged it out a lot. That's You know what? There's a lot of that in this movie where they just yes. drag things out. I and love I, this and movie. I think, it did not need to be two and a half hours. So I think the <laughs> reason they did it would have been fine. I believe yeah. the reason they did it was to give it the same feel, pacing feel of, of the, as the original. True. Because the original because the original was slow and they wanted to keep that feel. So again, keeping the technology the way they did it and then doing it this way where they said let's just make the pacing about the same. Very true. Yes. That was that was their way of keeping it to feel the same because otherwise if it was if it was fast 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 fast, it wouldn't feel like Blade Runner. So they were they were trying to use that that quick aesthetic just to kind of um, emulate the original. Sitting down with his hologram girlfriend, feeling very conflicted of everything that he just found out, she names him Joe. The most yeah, you need a name. Generic name <laughs> of all names. Just you're Joe. That is important. Well, that's also we'll the, get back that's to also that. Yeah, the, it's also on the ad. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. what they get into. You seem like a good Joe. It's like, oh, and that's what that's when everything hits him, and he's just like, this sucks. <laughs> and then we get into the question: How does he know whether a memory is implanted or not? Well, who makes the memories? A woman, some woman. Let's talk to the memory maker. Let's talk to the memory maker. Who he goes to see her. She's inside of the proverbial glass case, 
and she mm-hmm. makes memories. She has been uh, working for girl. Wallace for a little while now. She's lived in this glass case since she was eight years old with a device where she can basically create whatever she wants. The two talk about memories and how they can make for a more stable replicant. She can now, also- the reason why she's behind the glass is because she's, she has an immune deficiency. They get into that's that. That's what they. That's what really? they. She says it. She says that she has a compromised immune system. Oh wow! And that's why she's okay. behind the glass. I miss that. Yeah, that was. That's pretty much how she started. He's like, "What's up with the glass?" She goes, "Oh, I have a compromised so, immune system." So I you, been here since I was eight. So happens when you're an anomaly. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Half, half I, human, half replicant. I guess so. Uh, sure. She can also tell like, whether or not a memory was implanted or if it's real. And K memory. Kay's memory of this toy is very much real. She tells him, yes, this was lived by somebody. And then she starts mm-hmm. to cry. Mm-hmm. And Kay has an emotional outburst, kicking or throwing a chair across the room and leaves. Time to check your baseline. <laughs> he goes outside, enjoys the What a bad time. He goes outside, enjoys the snow for a moment, and then is promptly arrested. He mm-hmm. fails his baseline test with flying colors and then is chastised <laughs> when he <laughs> and then is chastised for going to see Miss Memory Maker. He lies. Yep, he lies to Robin about finding out who the boy was or the girl was or whatever was going on, and then says he took care of it. He says he took care of it and everything is over. But she, um, she gives him a little bit of leeway. Says I can get you out of the building, but in forty-eight hours, when you take your when you take your next baseline, it's out of my hands. What happens happens. You're on your own, buddy. Get out of here. Yep. Okay. Returning home, yep. I don't understand why it goes into this. Like, after everything that just happens, after everything that just happens with Kay, and he's out yep. of a job, and he's going to be hunted, and he may have been born, and the memory maker, and his emotional outburst, how this is the next scene baffles me. He returns well, home. Well, that's why I was confused, because I remember saying, like, hey, there's like, it seems like there's a lot of nudity in this movie, but then I thought this scene had nudity or something, just because I knew what was it was going to get to at some point. So I was really confused when it didn't happen. I'm like, am I watching a different cut that didn't happen? So the fact that this happened so later on in the movie, I'm like, this is something you would start with. This is something you know, that like, you would start his with. Life. This does not, the, what, what happens next does not come after everything that just happened. <laughs> like, well, it seems tried, so out they of tried place. To, it could have been left Well, they out. tried to start it, and then she realized that she needed somebody else to make it happen, so... She invited right. her over. So he returns home yeah, to his girlfriend. It's just an who, odd time to do it. He returns home to his girlfriend who wants to be physical. So, of course, she orders a prostitute to help this out. The two sync up in movements, and it's sexy time. Immediately, there's want an some ad- coffee? <laughs> want some coffee? Want some coffee? Immediately after, immediately after the two become synced up, we then pan outside the window where there's an advertisement for the girlfriend that he has in his apartment. The next morning, the prostitute bugs his jacket. Kane knows he'll be hunted soon. His girlfriend wants to go with him. The device inside the home is destroyed. She's uploaded to his portable device, and off they go. And he breaks the antenna. He breaks the antenna, turning everything off. I just think it's weird that we go from, you lied, you're in trouble, you're failing your baseline, (laughs) you're going to be hunted, you're fired, sexy time. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't understand why it was done that way. So I tell agree me with you, you love me. I agree. I agreed with you, but I think this was the point where it was a matter of they're both in it together. Like there, that there was a, a matter with. where he need he needed to have that emotional connection where they're going 
they're going with each other at that point. So there's that decision. I'm going to take you off the system so they can't find you and any of the stuff from here. And she's and she has this whole conversation where she's like, he's like, listen, if I put you on this emanator, Fine. that's the only place you're at. So if this emanator gets destroyed, you're gone. You're she goes, gone. yeah, just like I a real 100% person. I 100% agree with you. I'm talking about the pacing. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It, But I think it was just a matter of like, this is them sealing the deal. Fine. Physically. Fine. <laughs> fine. Sure. Okay, right. we're going to go now. <laughs> so like I was saying, so, and they're off. He goes off to, um, I forget this guy's name, but the, um, the lead, the lead, um, bandit guy, the lead, the lead pirate from, uh, Captain Phillips. Yeah, I said that. I'm the captain now. I'm the, okay. Oh, I thought you. Oh, okay. He, Dr. Sure. Badger. His name was Dr. Dr. Badger, Badger in this. <laughs> he gets the horse analyzed and it, it, it's heavy in radioactivity. It's real wood. Um, mm-hmm. Sure. So he's rich. All right. He'll give him a horse or a donkey or whatever he wants. A goat. And, ah! and, and he, wants, he, wants this, he wants this wood. He wants, and he's willing to give him a real horse for it. <laughs> a yep. carved horse from a real tree is worth more than a real horse. He's rich. Yeah. This is insane. He's, he's rich. This is you're rich because you have real wood. Anyways. Okay. Here's another problem that I have with this movie. Because the way that they're building to what happens next is fantastic. I really wish but. Harrison Ford wasn't advertised for this movie. Yeah, I wish we knew nothing walking into it because it would have right. made what happens next so much more impactful. Absolutely, you know what's going to happen. They're building up right. the suspense. Absolutely, if we knew nothing going into this, like this could have been anything. We don't know whether or not you know Harrison Ford is going to be in this. This would have been amazing. However, yep. we we everybody knew. So everybody knew. But the thing is, if you made Blade Runner, you didn't have him make an appearance. People knew that he was going to make an appearance, even if he wasn't in the trailer. People knew because eh. he's, he's still alive. Eh. I stand by what I said. Eh. So I agree with Will on this one because because you're go- he's going. This is where you have the 400 foot <laughs> naked women statues. <laughs> naked? Pointless. What? They're not naked. naked. They're wearing they're high naked. heels. Oh, sorry, sorry, they're not naked. They're they're wearing high heels. <laughs> so they're not they're not fully there yet. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, there's like 10 of them and they're like all <laughs> over the place and like the most, they're just standing there or sitting and, and, there yeah, whatever. Out in the desert. Oh, right. Yeah. Out in the desert. Just chilling, <laughs> chilling in the sand. Happens. You know, it happens. So, I mean, it's, it's sure. like, so it's one of those things. It's like, it's like in um, Total Recall with the three-breasted <laughs> woman. Is it really nudity? No, but yes, but no, is it's it a, necessary? It's That's the question. Not necessary though. I it's get it. Vegas. <laughs> it's still. It was it's ridiculous. Ve- it's ridiculous. Yeah, but but if it's Vegas, if we didn't know. As soon as he started taking off to this location, I was like, I know, her, I know, he's going to see exactly. Like, it was. Yeah. It was. It was so. If I, I wasn't bird, I didn't. Right. You know mm-hmm. what he's going to do here because of of the rollout of this film and and the trailers and the advertisements and you know Harrison Ford doing his press run you know what he's going to do here and i this just could have been one of those things that, that this could have been one of those things that they could allow be able to be a twist and a cool surprise a cool surprise uh-huh. i think it would have been, been a one it would have been a one time surprise but yes, it would have been worth it it would have been yep. very worth it very very right. worth it so anyways 
Liv pays Kay's employer, police chief, whatever her name is, Robin Wright, a visit. She's asking questions about where Kay is, asking about the child. Robin Wright tells Liv Love nothing, but he destroyed everything. So you're out of luck. Liv clearly wasn't... I'm sorry. Liv Love. Live, love, hope, Hang on. eat, pray, I'm, I'm, and I'm, happiness. Yeah, yeah, eat, yeah, eat pray. <laughs> live, laugh, live, laugh, and love. Okay, so love is from the position where she clearly wants there to be some type of change going on in the future. She tells Robin that you can't change the tide with a broom. Or, I'm sorry, you can't hold the tide with a broom as tears roll down her <laughs> face before stabbing her dead. She then go, well, jumps It's up. funny because <laughs> she says that, and Robin Wright's character's like, uh, I just did. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> She then stabs her dead and then jumps on her computer to find out Kay's location. I love when they need to do a facial recognition and her, she picks up her head <laughs> and then she drops it just, and you see her just bounce off the table. Just, it, it was very comedic. It slams it was, on the table so hard. <laughs> it's hilarious. Like, it just bounces off the table. I'm Jenny, like, are you kidding? Are you okay, Jenny? <laughs> this was awesome. It was so awesome. Like, the whole thing, like, it, it just how careless it was, just plop. <laughs> it was great. It, was it, seemed, it seemed out of character for the rest of the movie. I don't care. It was perfect. <laughs> it was fantastic. Because it was one of those things where it was like, you weren't ready for it. And then no. you just at all. See, You're not ready. Thunk. No, you don't see this coming. It was, it was listen, perfect. I am, I'm, normally I'm not the one who fence sits a lot. That's Lee's job to be honest. Normally I'm not the one who fence sits a lot. I will do it here. It's both. It's, it's campy and ridiculous, but at the same time, it doesn't fit. I, I will, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta side with both of you on that one. It doesn't fit for the movie. It doesn't match the tone. It's out of place. It's unexpected. Oh, 100%. It's, funny. it's but it, it, it's so awesome. Just, it, it's, <laughs> it seems like, it seems like it was, um, it would have been an outtake and someone's like, no, 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 just keep it, it in. in. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, I think a lot of her <laughs> own character, Love, that's the, the one who works yeah. for, what's his name? Wallace. Wallace. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think a, a majority of her character is out of place. She's the only one who knows like martial arts. Like this is not a martial arts film, and she's over there like wrecking house. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, aside from I mean, her whole character is kind of eh, but it's so odd. I, so for yeah, her, she's it, odd. It fits her. It fits her character. It doesn't fit the movie. Uh, yeah. Okay. Fine. It, <laughs> fine. Anyways, that's how I look at it. So this is the scene that has been in all of, all all of the trailers and the posters and everything. This was part of the big rollout when this movie was announced and getting going. But it's still fantastic. The shot of K in the desert and it's like just just red barrenness. Like no, it's. Amazing! It's an amazing red. shot. Red. It's like tinted it yellow. yellow. It's yellow. It's it has like a reddish hue going on. It definitely has a reddish yeah. hue going on. You yeah. might want to really? you might you might want to check the tint <clears throat> settings on your TV, sir. <laughs> it's definitely like a reddish. There's definitely like a reddish thing going it, it, on. It looked it looked like um everything outside about a month ago when it was just pollen everywhere. And you couldn't have a conversation with somebody two feet away without just seeing like clouds of pollen <laughs> blowing between you two. Yeah, that's no, it that's was red. pretty much it was what reddish. everything looked like. It was a desert. Yeah, Play. 
where um the, the build the build to Deckard's introduction to this movie is fantastic. For some reason, there are beehives out there. I yeah sure. Um, no relevance to anything. None. Went nowhere. None. <laughs> were they were they beehives because the fly or whatever that falls on his on his hand is not a bee. That's a bee. No, there are beehives. I get that, but the fly that the falls fly, on his hand was the fly that landed on him. That wasn't a bee. But when he's like getting closer and he like. Is, is, is approaching the hotel. There's like beehives. The weird thing is you see him stick his hand inside the beehive. That gross. That, he that, takes that, his that, hand. Uh, yeah. He takes his hand uh, out. Uh, it's covered in bees. Uh, and then the very next shot, it's not. Uh, yeah, sure. I don't like bees. So. Gand is the hotel. <laughs> after oh, you're right. It's orange. It's orange. It's it's now somewhere it's, between red and sure. red and yellow. Kay enters the hotel, and after a few moments of building suspense and him walking through this hotel, we get the appearance of a wolf. I don't care what other one of you say. The wolf is like a representation of Roy. Am I wrong here? I guess. Sure. I'm still trying to figure out how Peter and the wolf represents Joy. Is it a wolf Joy. or a dog? It's a wolf. It's a dog. It's a dog. It's more it's wolf. It's a dog. It's way more wolf than dog. Okay, I, well, I just think I just think I just think it's there, like much like much like the prostitute at the beginning looked like Pris and was supposed to represent Pris, like the whole hooker thing. You have the wolf here, who's like Roy. That's just mm. me. I don't know why. Well, well, is it is it real? I don't know. <laughs> why don't you ask him? <laughs> right. I love how he, he and Deckard come he... face to face, and despite Kay assuring Deckard he only wants to ask some questions. Decker takes a shot and Kay jumps off a balcony. The two play cat and mouse for a few moments, eventually ending in an auditorium where Decker continuously punches Kay until Eva starts singing Falling in Love with You. Wait a second. He did take a shot before he jumped off the balcony? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. He shot I thought he, I th- as he okay. jumped. <clears throat> It, it, that's, okay, that's, that's why different. I said this is very clearly a Star Wars fan going, okay. no, Harrison Ford needs to shoot first. Okay, I was confused there because later on he shoots again and it goes right next to him, kind of like the shot went in the the other ones where Han didn't shoot first, where it goes next to his head. So when, he, when he's when he's hiding, they do. But do, no, I, I I guess I missed it when he jumped off because to me when I was watching it, I must have missed the sound of the shot. But I just saw him randomly jump off, and I was like, why did he just jump off the balcony? So if, if <laughs> so you're it now de- knowing that, it depends on how sense. you're watching it because it's almost like Kay knew he was going to shoot. And he mm-hmm. preemptively jumped. It's like, and then a split second later, that's when Decker takes the shot. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's yeah, okay. Um, yeah, but he he falls. He falls a long way. A long, <laughs> and just gets up and walks away. Yeah, of course he does. Well, he's a replicant. He's he's tough. As I was saying, there in the auditorium. Deckard is continuously punching him. Elvis starts singing. I, I, I love. In love I with love. You. Well, not even that. I I love this whole like, um, hollow lounge. Yeah. You know, where it's it's all these different artists. Like Liberace was up there, Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Monroe. Elvis. I thought it was cool because you you'd like hear it for half a second and it would just kind of echo through the room, but it would shut off. So yeah. it was all this technology that hasn't been it was used kind of in a glitching long time. Out and everything, it was like glitching on and off. And off. Yeah, like, it's really cool. again. Again, the use of the use of the CG and the technology in this it's movie fantastic. is fantastic. It's, it's, like, it's like the the hollow uh, the hollow jukebox too. Right, I thought that was cool. With um, that was cool. Yeah, what's his little name? Sinatra. Yeah, with Sinatra. A, ti- a tiny little you know foot 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 tall <laughs> Sinatra. <laughs> Anyways, after 
it's very clear that uh, Decker can just punch all day and K really isn't going to be affected by anything. Yeah, so he why does he just suddenly decide to stop? Well, I, because he likes the song. Elvis was, he likes falling in love with you no, by no, no, Elvis. No, no, why, why did K suddenly decide to stop fighting? And just get, just take the hits to the face repeatedly. Can you really say what that he was fighting? He wasn't really fighting. He was just kind of I thought he was. It, it's much like, it, it goes right back to his fight with Roy. Roy was not fighting. Neither I is guess. Kay here. Kay's not fighting. Kay's just like, hey, I just want to talk. You want you want you want to take it out on me? All right, go for it. Just punch me over. Okay, you done? Okay. You tired? Are you done? Okay. Let's get a drink, <laughs> and then they get a drink, and he gives the dog a drink. <laughs> yeah, he gives the dog a drink too. So that's when that's when he, is that thing real? He's like, why'd you ask him? For the first couple of minutes, <laughs> Deckard is playing really coy and dismissive, but eventually he gives up and he starts answering questions all about Rachel and the child. The plan was always for him to disappear. Sometimes to love something means being a stranger. He didn't want mm. his child to be found and experimented on, so he showed them how to wipe their tracks, and he vanished. Not long after that, here come the baddies to ambush everything. Chase, run, chase, and we end up with Decker being captured and love destroying Kay's girlfriend. Kay is then taken by some people, including the prostitute from earlier in the film, who put the tracker on him in the first place, and that whole thing comes to a conclusion. So that, mm -hmm. to me, makes no sense. So... Is love <clears throat> tracking him with that tracker, or is the prostitute no. tracking him with that tracker? It, it, was, the that, it was that group was of rebels it there. Was the, it was the group of, yeah. um, it was the group of replicants that... Yeah. The, so the how army, does love and their people find him then? I have no idea. They have a lot more resources. I guess so. Yeah, but he, he breaks He stopped the, their... He, he, he broke yeah, the antenna he breaks to the let antenna. her go. He breaks yeah. the antenna, and this, they, they spring into action like, oh my god, he broke the antenna, but still, it... it I have no idea how you know how they did it the same way that Rava got to the end of that tunnel. It just happens in movies. It's a big it hole. Happens. It's not it's a, a huge hole, hole. in this it's just, movie. It's just, just it's like it just was done, in that episode. It's just done all the time. That wasn't a hole. That was a tunnel, but it was a long hole. So, but this it's the same exact thing. It's like they're going to find him eventually. It's just going to happen. Bad how? guys find how. Fi I Bad want guys to know how. find the protagonist. They just do. They just do. They have the resources to do so, and they do. I'm not backing it so up. I I'm can't, just telling I, so you. I, you're telling yeah. me. You're telling me that it's pointless for me to ask how the baddies found him because movie. No. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> yes. Because you have movie. an entire planet. <laughs> then you have an entire off-world planets. All these off-world things that are going on. And they happen to go to the one building in the one beat-down city that nobody goes to anymore. And he just happens to be there with the hero of the movie from 30 years ago. 40 she years ago. found where he was at because she checked the computer in the police chief's office. That's how she knew where he was going. The police chief didn't even know no. where he was going. No, she didn't, but she searched him and probably found his car or whatever. Like they, they, She searched, she sought him out. That's how she found where he was at. I'm not buying that. His Some, car, that's his what, car that's what, was broken down miles away. Right. Do you know how but many? At least she was on the right track. Do you know right how track. many hotels are in Vegas? And when he and would that have heat signatures? They were actually of, of in living San people Diego. Inside? How do you think he found it when he was over there? He found heat signatures, and he goes, "There's life over here." 
That's why he went over there. That's why he went in there himself. That right, one, but they just happened to take otherwise. one shot on, no, and that blow one, up his car. That one I will give you that they found him via the heat signatures. I'm talk we're talking about how do they know where to go in the first place? Because when she was in the office and broke the glass and the police chief's face and all that stuff and all of that, she got onto the computer and sought him out. Yeah, but it doesn't so, show him going anywhere. The police no, chief she, didn't she, even she know zoomed where he in. was going. Yeah, no she one zoomed really in on knew. the map. Okay. They no, bro- he broke no, his... The police, chief, the police chief didn't know where he was going, but the computer system does. He's no, a blade because runner. The com- He's a blade runner. The computer runner system being... knew where he was going until they broke the antenna and you saw the blip on the map disappear. No, that was, that was a different thing. That was no. love. Nope. That was as soon as he broke his antenna, okay, you saw okay, his okay, okay. blip on the map let's, disappear. Let's, no, I, 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 I'm on Chuck's side, but I just want to keep it fair. When he breaks the antenna... Wallace. That was early. Wallace loses track of him. Right. Not necessarily the police department. Right. But I am on police department. But I am on your side. There's nothing on the screen that tells the the police chief or love for that matter where he is. No, the police chief wasn't looking. She logged in, and then you saw the map zoom in to where he was at. It zoomed and zoomed, and then it got an area. Yes, it did. Okay. I remember seeing that. I'm just like, how? I'm like, oh, wouldn't you think that the, you know, since the chief there knows that people are going to be after him, she might like help him out and like, you know, delete him from the system or something. But then it would trace back to her. So obviously, if she dies, I'm just surprised that she didn't try to safeguard things because she basically sat there and sacrificed herself. So I'm surprised that she didn't like sabotage the computer system somehow. So she couldn't get that info. So her death was really for nothing. Well, pretty much retirement. Her retirement was really nothing. <laughs> so I was I was surprised, but that's why it was like it was so easy for her to get on using her face to open up the computer, logged in, it pulled up a map, it moved around, it went over this way, that way, then it zoomed in to where he was, to a general location of where he was. His car. So mm-hmm. Probably, or yeah. He wasn't anywhere car, near gun, his car, whatever. The, I, uh, okay, yeah, he's not anywhere near his car, but they could find him the same way that he found Deckard with the heat signature. Right. Okay. So basically, right. she finds where the car is slash was, and then from there finds where they're okay, at after. You know what? So, you know what? Fine. I buy it. They don't do a very good job of illustrating that, though. No. Right. Well, yeah. They don't okay. do a very good job of it. Whatever. So. Kay is a beaten and bloodied mess, and he is introduced to Raja and the replicant army. Tells Kay that Rachel had a daughter, and... Which, I'm sorry, goes nowhere. Unless unless they are making another movie, it goes nowhere. Well, no, 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 no. What what happens here is where you find out that he is not the child. Right. But but he's inspired I, to fight for the right cause. No, I get that. I understand that's what that. All, that's that's the but only the place. But the introduction this goes. to this replicant army mm-hmm. goes nowhere. Goes nowhere. No, that's why I didn't understand why they ended the movie the way they did. Like it, it seemed I like a very abrupt I, ending. I want to see this replicant army fight against. Well. The Wallace or Tyrell or whoever, you know, mm. not Tyrell, but the the company that create like. Well, I think I we want all want to see, see Wallace go down. She's like, she's like, a, she's like the revolution is coming, and it's like, and the movie ends, and you're like, what revolution? <laughs> I want to see a revolution. So, well, so the next Ra- the next movie better be called Blade Runner Revolution. 
Mm. As I was saying, Rachel had a daughter, and when the time is right, she will be shown to the world. She then puts the gun back into Kay's hands and says, Deckard, Batista, you, me, our lives mean nothing next to the storm that is coming. She says Deckard. She she specifically throws Deckard in this lot with the rest of the replicants yes. that she's talking about. I, yes, she it's says just, De- Deckard and Sapper, yeah. S- S- well, De Batista, Sapper, whatever Yeah, Batista, Sapper, You, yeah. me, she's talking about replicants. She's not mm-hmm. talking about any humans. She is talking about replicants. I am still mm. on the side that Deckard is a replicant. And this yeah. is just okay. this is just kind that. of hammering it home for me. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. You can think whatever you want to, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, I you. picked up on it. It, it, was, it, was, it was such a quick line that you can miss it, and then it could be misinterpreted. But, I mean, we could, we could definitely I'm go sorry. further into it and have that debate, Jared Leto but... has a conversation with him. We'll get there. Okay. That, it does, does, does not come down as hard as this. They, they throw it up in the air and leave it in the air. Yes. Jared Leto throws it up in the air. This Frasia character is not throwing anything up in the air. She is specifically I see, putting I took Deckard that in as this because group. I took that because he joined forces with them, basically. And he went on Rachel's side, and the daughter is his. So, therefore, he is now he is one of them. Honor, like he is an honorary one of them, basically, and but he's not. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's not a replicant. He's a human. Okay. We can agree to disagree. Still, yeah. That's we, why I said I'm going to say this point once. And yeah. I said that's why I'm going to say this point. I don't want to let it ruin no, we, this we, podcast. We, we, we did. We did this last. We beat it up last week. Last week. Yeah, so, we did this so. last week. Kay is a bit on the defeated side because of everything that he's hearing right now. He thought that he was the child that they were ever, everybody was looking for. He thought that he was born, so he's kind of down on himself right now. The boy I that he saw within that. the ar- the boy that he saw within the archives that was just a cover up. It was basically them covering their tracks, just like Deckard showed them how to do. Why did you hate that? I I wish that they left that his whole storyline. Okay, yes, line. yes, okay. Open. One one hundred percent agree with this. Yeah. Yep. I didn't hate it. I just wish it didn't exist. That's what I mean. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. I just the fact that they they introduced like to end the movie and be like was up until this point, I thought he was Deckard's son. I think you're supposed the whole time. to Right. I think you're very I wish, clearly I, I, supposed to think that. I wish right. they never gave that up. So I, I agree. I agree. I think it should have been left ambiguous. Yep. They could have introduced the girl. Leave, it, like leave it up in the air if you, if yep. you want to. And, and neither, neither, neither Kay nor Deckard nor the audience has a definitive answer. It's up in the air. Interpret it however you want to. So Deckard wake us. Bleh. Deckard wakes up at the Wallace Corporation and Jared Leto is still on his Messiah trip. He's asking about the child, pulling on some heartstrings, some audio from the first time that Deckard and Rachel meet is playing in the background. Leto suggests that perhaps Deckard was chosen for Rachel in order to create a perfect specimen. Was he created for that purpose? Was it love or mathematical precision? Deckard assures Leto that he knows everything, that he knows what's real. Leto attempts, Leto attempts to bargain with Deckard a little bit. Give me the child and I'll give you Rachel. And in walks a very young looking Sean Young. The only problem with this is that her eyes were originally green, and Rachel is shot dead right then and there. 
let her. I think they did a great job making her look. So do young I. Again. So do that, I. It, yeah. it, if that was deep fake or whatever it was, it did. A, they did a really, really good job with it. Yeah, they mm-hmm. did. She looked. Sean <clears throat> Young looked amazing. She looked exactly like she looked back in '82 when the movie 82. came out. Yeah. Yep. Leto then tells Decker that off-world he has everything that he needs to make him talk, and that is how that scene comes to an end. On the street, Casey's well, another average. Hold on, hold on, okay. hold on. Let's go back there for a second because. Uh, wait, did we did we go back there again with him and Rachel? What do or you is mean? that it? No, she she's dead. Yeah, so she got shot. He said she had green eyes. Yes, I, I said I did say that. The only problem with so, her was that she had green eyes. It's actually not true. Sean Young didn't have Sean, green Sean, eyes. In the Sean original. Young has brown eyes. She has brown <laughs> eyes. But she but her eyes were brown and. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I was thinking about it. And I was go. looking it up before <clears throat> as we started this conversation today. I was like, let me just check this because that was the one thing I disagreed with because she always had brown eyes and everything else she was in. And I checked, zoomed in. I'm like, no, they're straight up brown. I mean, there might have been hints of green, but they were straight up brown eyes. So if you want to look at it that way, I'm not going to disagree. But the argument that I will pose is that movie is very dark. Yeah. So it's not but, it, you. You're not going to be able to make out. You're not going to be able to make a, a a clear distinction between brown and green. And her so, eyes were kind of glowy the entire time. Yeah, it's, they were glowy a lot. To, the only time, the only time it was it was odd was when they were doing the um the test. If for some reason she had <clears> green <throat> eyes, so but I haven't, everywhere else she did not. As I said, I haven't seen the theatrical version in many many years. But if you're interested, there is a scene at the end of the theatrical version where the two of them are driving and it is daylight galore. So you would mm-hmm. be able to see everything a lot more clearly there. So I'm wondering what color her eyes would, would they, be would in they that gi- setting. Would they give her green contacts? I, don't know, I have just... no idea. I have I have absolutely no idea. But there's the a reason why that line. Brown eyes, there's a reason the why that line is in the movie. So I'm I understand a, that. But I'm a, I'm, I've zoomed into an image, a very clear, pretty bright image of um of the first movie in her eyes are brown straight up brown okay just saying okay i mean so i th- i thought it was him just being a jerk like yeah you messed this up you're not perfect she had green eyes anyway like i th- i th- i took i got it I took it that way. You're right. Regardless, he's not buying this. Like he, right. he's not letting himself get sucked into this fantasy. It's not it's I not going to happen. It could be, you know what? It could be like you said. It could be just him not buying into it, him being a jerk about it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It it makes a little bit more sense if that is the case. Why would he why would Fall he in give love up with someone who's not real? I was actually going to say why would he give up his daughter for something <laughs> like this? Right. Cuz that's not Rachel. That's right. I, I was going to go there, but you know well, it's not Rachel, but Rachel wasn't real. Oh, jeez. So, <laughs> oh, here we go. This person real. could be the same. You could make the same. <clears throat> if it's built, you could technically make the same. I mean, they're basically clones. Make the if same want, baby. If you want to get down to it, they're they're cloning people. So they could have <clears> just <throat> made the same replicant again. What, what's funny is they gave it the same memories and it went to make belly a buttons. single difference. What? Why do replicants have belly buttons? I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead. Kyle XY. <laughs> Go ahead. Finish the joke. 
No, That's I think he's a joke. I'm just, I'm just seriously saying. asking. Oh, I thought, I thought you were like, uh, I thought you were like doing research and you found a joke and it was like there was going to be some kind oh, of no. punchline, man. Why do replicants Is, have belly buttons? Uh, I don't know. Let's, let's see. Let's see what Google okay, says sure, about whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> On the street, Casey's another advertisement for his hologram girlfriend. This is a giant naked woman who just looks down on him and says, you look lonely. She's massive. She's huge. <laughs> She's huge. <laughs> <laughs> and she points, she just picks him out. Yeah. Of everybody. Yeah. She just has oh, yeah, a conversation no, with him. I mean, he's the only one there. It's not. Well, uh, on that part of the street. But on she, that part you of the look street, like he's the only one Joe. There. Yeah, exactly. That's the important thing. You look like a good Joe, which kind of. I, I'm hoping that that's what kind of wakes him up and like snaps him out of whatever longing he's in at the moment. I don't know. Right. So we then see Deckard, who's being taken somewhere by love. And somehow, some way, Kay finds them and opens fire, shooting them out of the sky, sending the car flying to the ground, crashing on the beach. Kay and love fight it out while shackled on the inside is Deckard. And, and the car is just being slowly sucked into the ocean, and it's clear that nothing really good is going to happen. Love steps Kane to the side, bringing him down to one knee, and then she makes her way back to Deckard. Before she can do anything, Kay is right there and begins to choke her, holding her underwater until she drowns. He and Deckard then swim to shore, and Kay tells him that, you know what, you don't have to worry about anything. You drowned out there, now you're free to go meet your daughter. And that's exactly mm -hmm. what he does. Outside the yep. facility where his daughter is, he is being outside the facility where his daughter is. He's being told by Kay that he's I'm sorry. I wrote this wrong. Mm. Outside mm. the facility where his daughter is, he hands Deckard the carved horse yeah. <laughs> that he has and sends him on inside. Kay mm -hmm. then lays down on the stairs for a little nap and the movie ends with Deckard placing his hands on the glass. The end. Meeting the girl that was had the, all the, the 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 memory girl his daughter yeah his daughter yeah yes. yes his daughter he's going in there to meet his daughter Done. he doesn't take a nap he dies he's retired <laughs> he's really tired he's i mean yeah, he's, he doesn't <laughs> it's not you think he dies i don't know if he oh, 100%. dies really he okay. looks at us he looks at his, his him bleeding he lays down you see him and then he's just yeah, it's there. just a flesh wound Yes, merely a scratch. No, he's 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 dead. He's dead. Um, but yeah, and that's and that's when that's when you realize the reason why she was crying when she was looking at Kay's memory is because she's realizing oh, that was my memory. <clears throat> I that felt was kind her of her memory all along. Yes, it was her memory yeah, all we, along. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we cut onto that. But that's yeah. why she was crying. So when I first yeah. watched it, I was like, why is she crying over his memory? Well, because no she's she's viewing a memory and she I, I at first I was like, oh, she's just being she's being empathetic. Like that was really sad. But then, I didn't I didn't think that at all. I was really just like, why the heck is she crying over? This is her job. I think it's she, what yeah. she does. I think she was crying because it's her memory and she's hundred percent. We know yeah. we know that's why, but we're talking about the initial reaction. When we first saw this before, we knew that she was supposed to be the, the it, child. It's her job. She'd be crying over everyone's memories if that was the case. Well, she was making them though. This is the she doesn't have visitors at all. Nobody comes in there and sits down and shows her memories. 
They have an entire machine that allows them to do that. Of course yeah, and they she, do. But she specifically said, nobody comes to visit me. She's just there by herself all the time. Hmm. So how often does she connect with other people and, and see their memories? So I think we'll they, they were memories. using that to... Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I mean, if it's, if it's, unless it's a, you know, a human who has their own memories. But the reality like, is they were Decker. trying to throw us off. And that's why, that's why I, I accepted it the first time by saying, okay, maybe she's just, you know, feeling, you know, seeing this. And she goes, oh, that's a sad memory. Yeah. Getting beat up and all you want to do is hide your toy so nobody would take your one thing you have. But, yeah, in the end, obviously the whole point was that was her dream. Yeah, we, that's very obvious and, and clear. Gotta say, so. I kind of feel bad for Kay. Mm. I, I wanted okay. him to be the child. Like, you want that for him. Well, yeah, I, I but all, all of those replicants wanted it, too. Yeah. That was the whole thing. It's like they, they all, all had the same it. dream. They all, but because yeah. we're following Kay's story and because we're attached to him because he's the main character, it hits a little bit more than, you know, these other random replicants that just show up from... Hey, we're here. <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know. I kind of wanted that for him. I kind of felt for him in that. But the one thing I did not really get was the whole part when we're introduced to Jared Leto's character and you see the birth of a replicant mm-hmm. and she stands up and then she, he just like cuts her open and then just lets yep. her die. Like, I don't yeah. understand that whole scene. Like, it makes no sense. Because well, he was it does, on... It does now. Because yeah, he's on a Messiah complex. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's acting as if he's a father figure or God or I will give you life. I will take it away. He's going through the whole right. thing. He also has right. a lot of dialogue in that scene about how they're, they're born and they know nothing but this clay and they're desperately trying to hang on to that. And it's, it's a mm-hmm. really weird thing. Like Jared yeah. Leto in this movie is not he's it's weird. <laughs> is the best yeah, that I can just, say. He's just a weird character, so. Well, yeah. But I will yeah. say overall, overall, I enjoyed the movie. Um I thought it was overall well done. Yes. Um I thought the I thought the special effects, the visual effects were fantastic. I thought the acting was really really well was really well done. Really really well done. Um I think Harrison Ford was better in this movie than he was in the first one. Um, his acting was better in this movie. Uh, Ryan Gosling was fantastic. And I will say the score of this movie really had me intrigued the entire time as well, too. I loved the undertone because that's what it was. It was a, just like a tone almost mm-hmm. the entire film. And yeah, just like the first. Yeah. Is it yeah, the same it was, guy? Probably. It was a saw. It was a. It, mean, was a better, not, it was it. It was a better tone than it was in the first. So it, it sounded better. I'm just wondering uh, if it's well, the yeah, same it's composer that did that did um, eighty two in this one. Maybe. Yeah. I just I. I wouldn't be for surprised. Me, I like the first movie. Is it in my top twenty? No. Um, but is it one that was enjoyable? Yeah. I could I could have done without a few scenes. Um. But outside of that, I thought it was well done and well written. And um, yeah, I was thoroughly, you know, it's not it's not you know what? It's not often that you get a sequel that lives up to the original, even when that even when it's like a couple of years apart, like it's there's usually something missing. This is this is a 30 year removed sequel that lives up to the original. And it feels like it's. 
Right, because it does feel like you're literally 30 years yeah. in the future of this universe that they create. Um, and it felt the same. It just felt newer. Um, which, if you look at real life, you know, if you go to New York City now versus New York City 40 years ago, it's going to feel different. It's going to feel newer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with all the technology that's out there. So, very similar in that case. And I was, you know, I, I was very pleased with it. So... I'm happy with this film. Absolutely. Lee, closing thoughts? Hans Zimmer. Did 2049. Did 2049. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, he wasn't working in 82, was he? (laughs) No. No. Um, Final thoughts. I mean, I I feel like if if I say anything here, I'm just repeating myself the whole time. Right. Um, But just to kind of put it all in one package... I really love the use of special effects. I I love the use of, although it was very, very long, it took me like seven viewings to finish the movie this time. Um, it, it, they, the way they did it and how long it was, it, it kept the tone. So as far as a sequel goes, it's definitely one of the better sequels I've seen, um, in sci-fi because it actually, it's in my opinion, it surpassed the original as far as just being very well-rounded, but it did a great job. Yeah, it's yeah, rare but it, for something like that to happen. I don't oh, know yeah. the Star Wars sequels. <laughs> well, they were well. Hmm. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, you're not talking about the sequel trilogy, but okay. Um, I mean, Empire is fantastic. Empire is that's yeah, under the level. Anyway, that's uh, that's that. But no, overall, great movie. I'm glad we uh, I'm glad we did it. Yeah. Surprised we got done as quick as we did. Yeah, I'm. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, not as much debate as it was in the first movie. Not at all. No, no. Which is not at all my problem. Right. That's my that's big the, problem. Oh, that's the movie. only thing that's missing from this movie. Yeah, you're right. You're right. absolutely right. But um, yeah, that's it. We're done. Okay. All right. Have a great one, guys. Bye, everybody. See you later.